scams usually play off of two things. You're playing off of the emotion that, oh my goodness, this is my poor grandson, I need to help. And then the urgency is that it has to happen right now because of an accident, because someone's in jail, because something crazy has happened. And those are always good signs whenever you're kind of analyzing if it's a scam. And I always tell people, if you just sit back for one minute and say to yourself, why does something have to happen right now? How many things in our lives really have to happen right now? You have to do it right now. You, you can't sit back and think about it because that's what they don't want you to do. Because if you did have an opportunity to sit back and think, hmm, this is a little bit weird, then you know your rationale starts kicking in saying, I, I don't know, this is, this is not something that I should be doing. But when you're just going, 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 acting, 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 they pull off the scam and before you actually even had time to sit back and, and think about it. Welcome to Aging in Style, the podcast dedicated to celebrating aging and what it takes to do it well. I'm Lori Williams. I'm a certified senior advisor and senior housing expert. In each episode, you'll learn stories of older adults who are thriving in their 70s, 80s, 90s, and in some cases, in their hundreds. Whether you're an older adult or the child of an older adult, this podcast is filled with insightful resources, organizations that are doing incredible work, and stories that will inspire you to volunteer, learn, and who knows, maybe even skydive in your golden years. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Aging in Style with Lori Williams. Today we're going to talk about fraud and seniors and how to protect themselves from identity theft. And I wanted to do this podcast because my own stepfather was an almost victim of a scam last week. So what happened was he called me, he's in Mississippi, and as most of y'all know, I'm in Texas. And he called and said, hey, I just had a call from Chris, my son, and he's said, he said, it kind of sounded like him. I, I couldn't really tell. He was kind of talking low. And he said, hi, Grandpa. I'm in jail. I was in a wreck. It's a DUI. My lip is bleeding. Can you call my lawyer? So my stepfather was confused by this because he's like, why are you calling me? And so he kept questioning him. And he said, call your mom, just call your mom. And so finally, he just hung up on him because the guy just kept saying, call my lawyer. And and he called me and he said, hey, I just had this odd call. Is Chris okay? And uh, I went checked on my son. His car was out front. He was in bed asleep. <laughs> I'm like, well, it is definitely a scam. So that kind of shook me. It shook him a bit too and made me realize, you know, we really need to do a show about identity theft and scams and especially those that target the elderly. So today we have the perfect guest for that. We have Dana Mantila. She is the founder of Identity Protection Planning. Her company helps folks protect themselves, their families, and their businesses from identity thieves, scammers, and cyber criminals. She's certified in risk mitigation with Harvard University. She's a certified identity protection advisor with the Identity Management Institute and a certified parent speaker with Digital Future Initiatives. Identity protection planning developed identity protection plans that monitor credit activity, change of address, and dark web scans for personal information. And Dana posts daily protection advice content on social media and has had over 2.5 million views of her material. So thank you, Dana, for joining us. And I'm excited to um, hear what you have to share to help protect our seniors and, and protect anyone, actually. 
Well, thank you for having me. And uh, regarding that story that you just shared, that's a very popular scam. And one of the goals that I have is to help spread the word about that scam because it's very rattling when someone gets that message, right? You're mm -hmm. thinking, oh no, my grandson, my granddaughter, someone's in dire straits and they need help. and I, I can help them. So what do I need to do? And those are very good signs of a scam too, is if we sit back for one second, which sometimes it's hard because like you're in that situation, but if we can sit back and we can say, okay, scams usually play off of two things. You're playing off of the emotion that, oh my goodness, this is my poor grandson, I need to help. And then the urgency is that it has to happen right now because of an accident, because someone's in jail, because something crazy has happened. And those are always good signs whenever you're kind of analyzing a question, if it's a scam. And I always tell people, if you just sit back for one minute and say to yourself, why does something have to happen right now? How many things in our lives really have to happen right now? You have to do it right now. You, you can't sit back and think about it because that's what they don't want you to do. Because if you did have an opportunity to sit back and think, hmm, this is a little bit weird, then you know your rationale starts kicking in saying, I, I don't know, this is, this is not something that I should be doing. But when you're just going, 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 acting, 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 they pull off the scam and before you actually even had time to sit back and, and think about it. They're playing on the emotions and that urgency, getting them all worked up, thinking, oh my gosh, my poor grandchild is in trouble. And they just don't even have time to think about it because they're pushing them. So it's all like an emotional thing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And sometimes these happen even with other types of scam calls, like for example, charities. So some of these scammers will call up on the phone and they're asking for a donation for a charity. And they'll say, well, we really need to get this done right now because there's another company that's going to match whatever you donate. And so let, let's get this process now, even if the person says, I really would like a minute to think about this. So anytime somebody you're in a situation like that, you need to say, you know what, um, I'm sorry, but I really want to give this some thought. And if I do decide I'd like to donate to this charity, I certainly will, you know, send my money in. Giving somebody a credit card over the phone that you don't know that's just calling or any kind of personal information is definitely not a good idea. And a great website to go to if you are interested in donating for a charity is charitynavigator.org. You can type in what the charity is, and not only will it tell you if it's a legitimate one, it will also tell you what percentage of your donation is actually going to the cause. Because some of these charities, by the time the actual cause <laughs> gets down, there's so much other, you know, fat in there that not much is really getting to the actual thing that you're, you know, we you wanted your money to go towards. So mm -hmm. that's a good website to check, charitynavigator.org. As far as those kind of scams go, the phone scams, one thing too, especially with the seniors is, if, especially around Medicare season, is people that are calling and they're asking for personal information regarding, you know, your Medicare number, your social security number. We should never, ever, ever, ever be giving out any kind of personal information over the phone to someone, even if they identify themselves as, you know, an authority or someone you should be, you know, offering information to. Um, and the big thing is that the more we talk about these things with our parents, with our kids, the better educated everybody is. So what, that's one of my big goals is to start these conversations so that people go home and they, they call their mother or their father and they say, hey, by the way, you know, you may never happen. It's been never happened to you. But I just want to let you know if somebody calls, blah, blah, blah. Same thing with the kids. You know, the kids, they don't know these things. And sometimes they fall victim. They're online 24-7. So they have a totally different perception of reality than we do. We didn't grow up with all these devices and connected to people all the time. So 
they take a lot for granted and they take people at face value that say who they are online. Mm-hmm. And that's not necessarily true. And speaking of online, there's a lot of seniors that are online and doing online dating. And there's nothing necessarily wrong with this. This is a new party. But we have to be very careful because unfortunately, there are some very bad people out there that try to take advantage of people with this with these romance scams. Mm-hmm. So they will quickly develop a relationship. You know, they use a lot of um, pet names as opposed to your actual name, honey, sweetie, because they're doing this with a lot of different people. And one of the telltale signs that this is going on is if the relationship seems to be progressing very, very quickly. You know, someone's telling you that they love you a couple weeks into the relationship and um, little red flags like that, because what they're Mm -hmm. trying to do is establish a relationship. You're communicating with them on a regular basis. And then lo and behold, what winds up happening is some situation comes up where they need to borrow some money. Just want you to, you know, if you could help me out here, that'd be great. Of course. Oh, I would do anything for you. Of course I'll help you out. And so you know, they send them money and then they're never to be seen again. So mm-hmm. that's, that's something to, to be careful so, of. Yeah. So they're really playing on the loneliness of a senior, maybe, you know, like they want a romance, they've lost their loved one and it's, you know, they're their spouse. And so again, it's all emotions really playing on their emotions, isn't it? Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. And another thing too, this is going to sound crazy, but this actually does happen with some of these romance scams is they turn these poor victims into assistance in money laundering. So what they'll do is they'll say, hey, can you do me a big favor? I'm going to send you some of this money and can you just put it in your account and um, then wire it to, you know, one of my other accounts. And you know what, for, for, um, I'll give you a couple hundred dollars just for helping me out. I really appreciate this. And you think, okay, well, what's the big deal? It's just sending me money and then I'm putting it in my account and sending it to someone else. But what you're basically doing for that that person is you're cleaning the money. This is dirty money, drug money, wow. human trafficking money, who knows what kind of money, but bad, bad, dirty money mm-hmm. that you're now taking into the U.S. banking system. And when it goes through and now it comes out of your account, now it's clean money and the government won't question that money. However, if you're ever f- found involved in these things, you you are going to be held responsible. You can't just say, well, I didn't realize that this is what was going on. So. That's wow. nothing to don't ever move money for somebody if they ask you. No, that's kind of terrifying. That's <laughs> a good good tip to know. I know. So, I always feel like I'm like the Grim Reaper whenever I'm talking about all this stuff, and I I hate to be so <laughs> negative and uh, about all this, but I just we have to start these mm-hmm. conversations because mm-hmm. if we can start them, and they, one person can tell five people, and then those five people go tell another five people, and the message spreads very quickly. The reason why I even started doing all of this was. My company came out with a product, which you had mentioned earlier, it's called Identron. And what it does is it monitors your credit activity and dark web scans, your change of address, and you get alerts anytime there's something going on, you know, either on your phone or on your email. So after I developed this this several years ago, I started to realize how much education is really, really needed out there in this whole cyber criminals, identity thieves, um, you know, scammers. So I started looking around to see, well, where can people learn about this? And there really wasn't anywhere. There was nothing. I Googled and Googled and Googled and went to YouTube and there really wasn't a lot out there. So that's when I said, well, I'm going to start to try to educate people. And um, I wanted to make sure that each of my videos was very, very focused and non-intimidating, easy to understand for everybody. And then once in a while, sometimes I throw in some humor. 
And my goal is that hopefully this person, if they're ever in this situation that I'm talking about, they're going to remember. Like I did a grandparent scam video and I dressed up as a grandma and I have my, you know, my white curly hair wig and my glasses and I'm pretending that my grandson is calling from a Mexican prison. And so it's funny, but it's it's not funny. It's, it's a funny spin on the situation. But the whole thing obviously is not funny. But my hope is that someone's going to remember if they ever get a phone call from exactly. a quote unquote grandson in a Mexican jail. Well, we'll find your YouTube video and we'll post that for everyone to see it too. <laughs> what would you say? So like, I mean, red flags for seniors Obviously, it's going to be like that urgency, like you said, playing on the emotion. What are some other like red flags that they should be aware of? Well, I think anything outside of your normal routine has to be questioned. Why is all of a sudden this person involved in my life or contacting me or asking me for information? That's something, red flag, something different. Another thing that we need to always remember is that government agencies are not going to call you text you or send you an email. The only way the government agencies are going to contact you is gonna be the United States Postal Service. You're gonna get a good old fashioned letter. So that's very important to remember because some of these people, they get very intimidating on the phone. They call up, they pretend that they're calling from social security mm -hmm. and that you're going to jail because your, your, your number got out there or something like that. So that's something to remember that they are not going to call. And sometimes they actually spoof the phone number. So it looks like it's calling is coming from, you know, the IRS or social mm -hmm. security. So that's another thing too, is don't believe the caller ID because there's tricks around that. Yeah. They're pretty tricky. <laughs> yeah, they are. They're very creative. And yeah. okay. If, let's talk about email for a second. You know, back in the day, it used to be this misspelled text message you get from a Nigerian prince about sending you millions <laughs> of dollars, right? So we, we all picked up on that pretty quick. Yeah. This is probably not happening, not real. Mm -hmm. And uh, so one of the things now is that these emails, they look really, really good. They look like they're from FedEx or Amazon. And, you know, a lot of online shopping is going on right now. Mm -hmm. So you, you see something about a delivery notification or you need to update your payment information and you click right on it. And now you're going somewhere that you shouldn't be going and you don't even realize it. Mm -hmm. So one word of advice I say with email is anytime you get an email with a link in there, maybe it is to Amazon or to FedEx or whatever, don't click on the link, go and open a new window in your computer, new window browser, and go to, to that account directly. So if it's if the email says it's from Amazon, do not click through the email, go to Amazon and look at your account and see if whatever this request is that they're saying in the email is actually something that Amazon needs you to do. Mm -hmm. That's a good tip. And I have received that Amazon uh, email before I've gotten that one. You know, another thing is like, I know a lot of seniors are on Facebook, more Facebook than any other social media, but there's ways that they need to be protected there as well. And I know it happens all the time. I have a lot of senior friends who are on Facebook that I've, you know, met through the senior industry. And all of a sudden, you know, I, I know their friends and then I'll, I get a new request that so-and-so wants to be your friend. So I know that they've been hacked. So what are some ways that they can be safe on social media and not get hacked where someone takes over their account? What are some things that they can do? This is a really good one. So with, with Facebook specifically and any, any other social media platform, you should go into your settings and review your privacy settings. You go into the Facebook privacy settings, you're going to be shocked at how many different options that there are that you can choose. So go through your privacy settings. And another thing, which probably more relative is how this is happening, is that many, many, many people are using the same email and the same password for all of their different accounts. 
Okay. So email's the same, password's the same. They're going to Bank of America. They're going to Facebook. They're going to their credit card company. All the login information is the same. So the problem is, is that if that email was involved in a data breach, email and password, that's keys to your kingdom now. Someone can literally take that information and then they can go and they can log in to here, log into there. And one example is Grubhub. It's a small food delivery company, right? They had data breach and they got the usernames, email and words. And people thought, well, what's the big deal? It's just your email address. It really is a big deal for exactly what I just mentioned that now they got the Grubhub information, they your Facebook login, so they go to Facebook and they take over the account and they're either out sending inappropriate messages or, you know, trying to ask your, your friends for money and mm -hmm. uh, things along those lines. So make sure you have a different email and a different password or at least a different password to your logins. And where you can go to see if your email is involved in a data breach is a website called Have I Been Pwned? It's P-W-N-E-D.com. And you can tell if your email has been involved in data breach, exactly which data it was. And I suggest if your email is old, if you've had it for a long time, and you go there and find out that it's been involved in a data breach, it's time for a new email address. Okay. Good point. That's something I would suggest. Another thing too with Gmail is, you know, maybe a million years ago, you got a Google account and, you know, you think, well, what's the big deal? It's just my, my Gmail account. No, really. I'm like, I don't do anything crazy. So I don't care if anybody gets in there. But when you're in Google, Google doesn't like when you're not logged in. So when you're on a device, it's always, if you're not logged in, it's asking you, you need to log in. Would you like to log in? So logged in either your phone or on your desktop, basically it's the same account that's happening. If someone can get in there, meaning they know what your Gmail address is and your Gmail password is, in the upper right-hand corner, uh, there are three dots in Google. And if you click on them, it will bring you right into and show you the payment information that's stored in your account, uh, your passwords to all of the accounts that you go to, all the websites you go to. And once somebody has that, they pretty much can take over your whole activity. So if you change one password today, I would suggest it be your <laughs> Google password. Okay, I'm going to do that. Thank you. <laughs> That's pretty terrifying right there. <laughs> yeah, that one's a big one. Wow. Any other um, tips for our senior listeners, especially to protect themselves? Well, I do think that they should go online and they should claim their social security account. So there's a website, I believe it's myssa.gov that you go to. And um, I did a video on this. I went and did it myself so I could see what the experience was going to be like. It literally in two minutes, but you just need to have your driver's license and your cell phone with you because you take a picture of your driver's license and then you you scan it and send it. And they send you a text message number and then you put it into the account and boom, you're all set. So when you get in there, the reason why it's very important to claim this information before someone else claims your information mm. is it shows you everything about your social security, what you've earned, what your spouse has earned, what your potential income would be at, at a retired age. And one of the most disturbing things in there is you can also get a replacement social security card. So not only is someone now have your social security number, they have a form of identification that they can Ooh. use. An identity thief would love to get their hands on that. So that's something that I, I know it's a, it's a nice service that they're offering, but that's something you don't want somebody being able to get their hands on is a second form of ID. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, I'm that's, gonna check mine out. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. After I posted that video, several people contacted me saying I can't get it in my account. They're saying that there's there's a situation, meaning that somebody else was already in there. So wow, uh, that's that's a big one too. Obviously, you can check out our product. That's a very good product, Identron, and, and like I mentioned, it monitors the credit activity. And whether you choose our product or another product that's monitoring credit activity with one there's all three of the credit bureaus and here's why so let's say you have transunion credit monitoring and an identity thief goes under they're using experian so they're running the credit through experian you're not going to get an alert that that identity thief is using information because your monitoring is with transunion now eventually if the person was able to get a loan or buy a car or whatever that information is going to fall onto your credit report but what we're looking for is the alert. We want to know right away that something is going on with our credit activity. So that's something to keep in mind. If you're going to mm-hmm. get credit monitoring, by the bureaus. Okay. What kind of recourse does someone have? I've always wondered this. If someone took out a loan on a car with their information and you find out there's someone, you know, ha- is using your name, your information, what happens with that? I mean, I'm sure it's like a hassle to get your credit cleaned up again, but what what happens with something like that? Well, in a situation like that, obviously the first question is who do you call? People email me, message me all the time, this happened, what should I do now? And if you don't have a credit monitoring service going on and you'd find this sometimes by accident, a lot of times people find out when they go to get a loan or they go to buy a car mm-hmm. and the person, what's what about all this other stuff on here? And like, what, what are you talking about? So anyway, so, you know, there's, there are steps you can take. It's like a, a puzzle taking apart and contacting the vendors, working with credit bureaus, letting them know this is not you. And eventually, hopefully you will not be held responsible for a lot of this stuff. If you have an idea of monitoring, program like ours, then you have we have an AIG million dollar insurance that's going to help for any of these expenses. But so it's a mess number one to unravel. And then you may be held financially responsible for some of this stuff. Uh, wow. One of the things that happens with kids is synthetic identity. So somebody takes real child social security number and creates a fake ID really. And they can use that synthetic identity for years and years and years and then build the credit and then just dump it one day. And that poor kid is probably out until maybe he's 18, mm-hmm. for a college loan. And then it's like, well, wait a minute, what's all this? So it's, it's really sad. There's also obviously paying attention to, but you can also run your credit for free if you want to do a DIY mm-hmm. uh, program. You can go annualcreditreport.com and you can run your credit with each of the bureaus there. Mm-hmm. So maybe a good idea is to mark your calendar once a month in there and run a credit bureau and make sure that everything that's on there is mm-hmm. stuff that you you know, your, your stuff. Okay. So if you're not using credit monitoring, be sure you're doing it yourself and checking it at least monthly, you say? Yeah, something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something is better than nothing. I always say that. Exactly. Anything that we could possibly start doing is better than what we're doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I appreciate all these tips, as I'm sure our listeners will, too. I often think, you know, these people are so clever. They come up with these scams and it's like, why can't they use that for good? (laughs) You know, because they must. They did. Yeah. World would be a much better place. That's for sure. It most certainly would. So, but thank you so much for being on the show and sharing your knowledge. And we will have links to you to I'm going to find some of your YouTube videos you mentioned too, and I'll be posting those as well. But I really appreciate you coming on the show. 
No problem. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. And all of the information will be on my website, which is lauriewilliams-seniorservices.com. And as always, if you have any questions, just reach out to us and we're happy to help. Thanks so much for listening and we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.